Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 126. It is chapter two in our month of zombie films. So we we chose a lot of our favorites uh, last year when we started this bad boy. And now we're branching out, checking out some sequels, quotation mark sequels, and some for real direct sequels and some crazy ones like we did uh last week was planet terror one of my favorite movies of all time and it just so happened to have zombies in it so it was awesome and we were very happy so uh i can't remember we've all wanted to watch this one but it was a katie pick but we watched train to busan hey you did that last year no we watched the sequel peninsula i almost said it the weird way train to busan presents Peninsula. 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 So <laughs> we, uh, I love What Culture Horror. Uh, they're on YouTube. Uh, I want to say they're from Ireland. Uh, don't don't at me if I got that wrong. But uh, there the was... The UK. General, yes, the UK. like somewhere up there. And so I usually watch that. Uh, they do videos all the time and they did they one about zombies. They a lot of content. Yeah, they talk about tons of horror movies. And they did one about zombie films and <laughs> 10 zombie films you might not have heard of, yeah. but are really great. And they talked about Train to Busan and they brought up Train to Busan, the sequel. The and peninsula. instead of Peninsula, I can't even I say Peninsula. Pen, peninsula. I say oh, it. Peninsula. Peninsula. There you go. And uh I want to say was, her name it was Kristen. She said did she didn't get your injection for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she got the Venezuela, the pen, peninsula again. <laughs> it's not penicillin. But she said Venezuela, and I, we all like kind of stopped. She like, said Venezuela, like, like Venezuela. I was like, that was legit. <laughs> and so we've been saying it for a few days now, and it, it for makes, a solid week, it makes us smile. All I have said is Venezuela because that's hilarious. <laughs> that's all any of us have said yeah <laughs> yeah my phone like i tried to type in peninsula to look up some imdb stuff on this film and my phone auto corrected my typing to Venezuela. <laughs> yeah it wouldn't let me write p- peninsula correctly because <laughs> i'd written it so many times in texts <laughs> so instead of saying the whole train to busan presents peninsula i'm just going to say peninsula or yep. the second one. But this movie is a standalone sequel. So with that definition of it, it's in the same world as Train to Busan, but not the same characters. Actually, some time goes by in this one. So unfortunately, we're not going to see any Suan or Kiong or her baby. Uh, I can't remember the name they came up with. Me neither. Uh, hopefully they're alive somewhere (laughs) i hope they made it out because that would make me really sad if they die but this bad boy is actually around the same time the world knows of the disease in uh south korea and shit's getting a bit dicey they're trying to get people uh out of there and they're gonna kind of do a quarantine situation just like in just about every zombie film and so we meet up with our main character um I have a seven words about my boy Jung. Uh, he is awesome. So uh, Captain Jung, he is a a captain in the Korean Marine Corps. And he actually goes to save his sister and her family 
from South Korea and he's driving out and he's like, we need to get the fuck out of here because, you know, we got to get to the boat and we're getting out of here because it's not safe there. These zombies, they run and they bite you and you get bit and maybe a minute, two minutes later, maybe five. Yeah, it's like within a handful of minutes. It kind of depends on the willpower of the person because our boy from the first movie, uh, Super Dad, he got bit and it took it a while and he held he back held out, yeah. a gang of zombies from killing his wife and his unborn child. So yeah, it kind of depends on the person. Uh, but they are... <laughs> oh, that was funny. So Jung, he finds his fam... His well, yeah, it's his family. And they're driving to the boat, one of the last boats to get them out of South Korea. And they actually see a family stranded on the side of the road. And I feel bad, but Jung is like, our car is full. I don't know these people. They might they might be infected. And he drives off. And the mom, she actually says, just take my kid. Like, I know we might look, you know, iffy. Just take my daughter. Yeah. And, and just get her to safety. And Jung's like... Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm out and drives off. And his sister's like, she gets it, and I get it too. I don't know if I would have stopped. Just it depends on if there was room in my car, just how I felt. But that comes up a little bit later. And so, just like any zombie film, you can check as many people as you want. You can try to make sure no one has the infection, but just like now in the world it takes one person trying to be a little too sneaky with it and everyone gets fucked up so they get on the boat everyone's safe they're gonna sail out to china right they were going to china but then they no they were originally going to japan yes and then they stopped off in hong kong Kong. yes because japan was like nah we ain't taking you yeah and unfortunately there's one infected guy on the ship and he's doing the same shaking and stuff and then his body contorts all crazy and he starts just throwing his teeth at people and biting them just like i will say thing. some of they got some crazy talented i have to imagine break dancers yes. and stuff like that yeah. like some of them did look like they had a, a thing attached to them but some of them that just looked like their natural ability to to be in those contorted shapes and and like still stand up out of it and stuff and i was like emma holy shit that was really cool <laughs> like i was just more interested in just the the motion that they were using in order to to come up with those to get out of those contorted shapes. Yeah. It looked amazing. That's probably one of the coolest parts of this world, just Train to Busan. Usually with zombie films, it's always like, oh, they're all decayed and creepy and they just kind of walk and stuff. But these zombies just don't care about their bodies. And they're very agile. Run. They're like bendy as fuck. They fly everywhere. They run like dogs. It's. I will say that it reminded me a lot of the the zombie motion from uh, World War Z. World War Z. Thank you. Yeah, and and I thought (laughs) we'll talk about later about the CGI, but I thought the (laughs) zombie horde CGI that they did, or even just the actors or whatever, however they did it was was done really well i thought the best part of this movie was the actual zombies oh yeah it looks beautiful this movie looks amazing so and that's always a bonus you know the, the original train to busan looked great yep and there was a good story behind it and so with this one the story's pretty solid i could see this movie 
without the zombies and they could work it out somehow. They could say it's something else, like a militarized zone they have to get in. It, it makes, it looks like they just kind of plopped in zombies into the story, but it still works. It's still amazing. So uh, the infected guy bites everybody. And so now there is a mob of zombies on the ship. And unfortunately, Jung, his sister, her kid, they get bit. And so she, they're, they're gone. And he closes the door behind. And his brother-in-law, Chul, uh, he went to go get food. And he came back. And he's like, what's happening? And it's like, they're gone. And there's a little bit of resentment later. And kind of makes it sound like, like Jung didn't do enough. Or he didn't try. Uh, he did try. He went in there. And he fought off a ton of zombies to get to him. But it's really sad. And so four years go by. So hopefully our girls from the original movie, <laughs> they got the fuck out of South Korea because boy, howdy, it's not good anymore. And so South Korea is blocked off and Hong Kong isn't the best place either. It's all of that around there. It's pretty dis- depressing. And so uh, Jung and Chul, they live in Hong Kong. In the slums. In the slums. Very depressing world. And at first, Katie and I didn't get it, but we think it was the their dialect and maybe their skin color. But people know that they're from South Korea and they really don't like them because they're like, well, you guys brought this disease. And so they're treated way worse than everybody else in Hong Kong. It really sucks, but... Katie was like, how do they know that they're from South Korea? And I was like, it's just like if I was in Texas and some disease came from Louisiana and some like a black dude from Louisiana came by, I could tell he was from somewhere else because of his accent. Well, I was, I was actually, uh, I brought this up during, while we were watching it, I, I said, wow, this is bringing some weird parallels to what's currently happening right now yep. with everybody taking their frustrations out on the Asian population uh, very, very unfairly. And it was just, it drew a huge parallel just right smack dab in the middle. I was like, oh, holy shit, that was relevant as shit. Yeah. I wonder if that was a plot point they had, they had decided ahead of time or it was something that like they picked because I mean I, this movie came out in what August or July July or August yeah so I mean it was in the middle of the pandemic so maybe that was something that they added or I don't I don't know but I thought that was interesting I was like holy shit that was super relevant yeah when that scene popped up I was like wow how yeah. depressing but real yeah. Because that would 100% happen. I think it would have made more sense or been easier to understand what was happening if I understood Korean or could read Korean. Yeah. Because there were subtitles like for the English speaking parts in for for when they spoke Korean. That's what it was. For when they spoke Korean, but not when they spoke uh, Chinese. Yeah. So it was like, or Mandarin, or what, whichever language they spoke that was like the different one. There was like Korean subtitles, like along with the English when they were speaking English. It was just like a weird amount of subtitles. But I think if there had been, I don't know, if I understood what they were saying without needing the subtitles, then I probably would have understood that more. I was just very confused. Yeah, but that kind of theme of people hating people more than they hate zombies, that happens a lot in zombie films. So I was like, that's got to be the the whole cause of this. They're like, no, you're from that place. I hate you a lot. Oh, yeah. So- 
Jung and Chul, they get an opportunity to make some money and hopefully get the fuck out of Hong Kong. But this is a bad place. This Chinese mobster tells them, hey, on the Peninsula, there is a truck with 20 million uh, U.S. dollars. So that's probably way, way, way more in South Korea. Um, and it's there. And we need someone to go in and get it. And it's like, hey, you get 2.5 million if you bring it back. And it's like, holy shit. And it's like, hey, it's a lot of money, man. And so Chul is down because he has nothing to live for. His family's gone. And Jung follows, too, because he doesn't have much to do also. And there's two other people, but they're throwaway. So because <laughs> in a zombie film, you always got to have extra people to get bit and stuff. So mm-hmm. they head out into the Venezuela. Uh, Jung is very cautious. He's actually the one that goes out the most. He tells tells them to sit back because as you find out, he's a very capable man. And he sees one of the coolest things. Uh, it was like a stairway, a glass stairway. And I guess he heard a weird sound. He clicks on the light. It is stuffed full of zombies just jiggling because they can't get out. And he's like, that was horrific. And he runs back to the car. They actually find a truck with relative ease, which the second I saw it, I was like, damn, this movie's short as hell. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's about to get stupid. Chul is reaching into the front seat to grab uh, what a satellite phone, right? Mm-hmm. No, they get the satellite phones earlier. He yeah. went to, I forgot why he reached into the front seat. There was a dead body in the driver's seat, and they're like, oh, he's dead, dead, whatever. Uh, for some reason, these zombies preserve. And after four years of probably not eating. They just eating, like go into comatose. Yeah, that must be it. Because this zombie has been, I feel, sitting in this driver's seat for many, many years. Wakes the fuck up and starts flopping. And trying to attack him. Yeah. Chul honks the horn on the truck. And you know what that means? Yeet, yeet, here comes the teeth. And so many zombies pop out. And at night, it's the safest point because in the original film... When it's dark, they can't see, and they just stop. They're like, huh. Uh, in this film, that's when you do all your work, when it's nighttime. But if they hear a sound, they're like, well, I'm going that direction because that's the last place I heard it. Jung is fighting for his life, getting back to the car. They hop into their cars, and lo and behold, they are driving away after lots of fighting. Flares come out of nowhere, and the cars get kind of jumped. A weird surprise ambush happens, and Jung gets thrown from the fucking truck he did not put his seatbelt on so he gets thrown like a good 20 feet in front of the car and he's fucked up and lots of zombies pop out and so chul freaks out and runs into the back of the truck with the money and closes it the other two people get murdered uh very easily by the evil guys unit 631 why did i say it like that unit 631 they pop out a little bit later and they're like, hey, this dude's, oh, hey, we got an alive guy. And he's like, nah, he got bit. He's a zombie. And they're like, nah, he's talking and stuff. Nah, stab in the face. Uh, they're assholes. <laughs> but in a zombie film, you got to have assholes. And so while Jung is fighting for his life, a uh, a car comes up and is like, hey, come with us if you want to live. Kind of terminatory. And he hops in and they have a little radio controlled car with lights on it. And so it reminded me of kind of like uh, Left 4 Dead. If you ever played those games, uh, you get pipe bombs and they just make a, a beeping sound. You throw it really far and the zombies run that way because it just made a cool sound. Or you but set it, off a car alarm. Yep. 
And so uh, lights, lights and sound. Well, that happens after an insane car chase. Yes. Oh, no, that's the second one. They drop off another one. I thought she dropped one in there when they were fighting. Now you're probably right. I don't know. <laughs> and so Jung and the two girls do a whole lot of drifting in a sweet ass like SUV. It's amazing. With tons of distractions from lights and cars. It's pretty dang cool. <laughs> and uh, these two little girls, they save his life. And uh, the scavenger group, they grab the truck with Chul inside hiding, being very sad because he's driving off. The uh, So you find out after Jung wakes up because he gets a super concussion from flying out of the car. He finds out that the little girl, the, the mom from the beginning of the movie that he just drove off with and didn't want to save her. It's the same family. Uh, Sans, the dad, dad died. And the daughter, they grew up and she has another kid. And so it's the mom, the two girls, and crazy old grandpa. <laughs> uh, they call him the corporal? Yeah. Uh, commander? Yeah, I think it's commander. commander. Yeah. And so it's it's really, really cute. His grandpa's super crazy. And he's like on the radio talking to nobody. But he's like, hey, it's Jane. Jane's going to come help us. And I'm like, okay, grandpa. <laughs> so Chul gets fined, found, found out in the back of the truck. They're like, hey, let's see what we stole. And Chul's like, oh, holy shit. And they're like, hey, we got another guy for the game. And so they dump him in this like shipping container. Yeah, but the shipping container connects to like the foyer of like a mall or something. Yeah, they're in a yeah. mall. And so what they do. They dump people out for two minutes. You have to survive for two minutes and people bet on if you can make it. And they open these doors and this mass of zombies, it's like zombies that were like, I don't know if they were tied or glued together. together. Crawls, drags itself out and there's small zombies. And so Chul is forced to fight for his life for two minutes and he makes it because he's (laughs) very lucky. Tons of zombies try to like fly and bite him and stuff. I mean, it's very depressing. And then Chul survives, goes back into the 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 box car, and then they give them food. They're like, "Hey, you survived. Share the ramen with everybody." But the other guys are very ravenous and not giving a shit. Just eat ramen dry and steal it all. And then Chul just sits there and kind of cries a little bit. It's very depressing. And so Captain Co and Private Kim. Uh, there's a lot of names of bad people. Uh, they're all bad. So just don't even worry about which one's the worst one, Otis. They're all terrible they people. They all suck, yeah. <laughs> if their name's not Jung, or if I say the girls, they're probably pieces of shit. So, <laughs> But the captain of the of Unit 6, 631, he finds out that the back of the truck is full of fucking money. And then he gets the satellite phone, and the mobsters are like, hey, come to this place. We'll give you some money. And he's like, oh, right on. I can get off this island? Fuck yeah. And so Sergeant Huang... The, the one that actually likes killing people. Uh, he's a bit fishy and thinks something's up because the captain's like, hey, eat all the food. We got more food. Y'all just party all night. Bye. He's like, nah, I don't like that. That dude's doing something weird. Uh, it's it's absurd. So June, Eugene, Crazy Grandpa Commander, and Min uh, decide to rob Unit 631, because June tells him that they have the money. I'm going to get out of here in like two days. 
But if I call them, they'll open up and we can get the hell out of this, the Peninsula. And so she's like, cool. I'm going to help you out. So we get the fuck out of here. She's like, I just want to make sure my daughters are safe. And so it's like, cool. Tons more fighting, a lot of sneaking. Uh, the mom is a very, very cool and capable lady. She's amazing. Just about everybody in this movie, the good people, actually the bad people too, they're capable also. In a world like this, you kind of got to be capable. Uh, they head off to Unit 631 because they actually snuck out years ago because they didn't want to live there because I didn't see that many women there. So probably at some point it was going to be a little dicey for her and her daughter. So it makes a lot of sense that they were like, nah, we need to get out of here because those people aren't good. <laughs> so Jung and Min, they sneak in to the shipping container place where the unit lives and they actually save Chul, uh, break him out and zombies obviously get in right behind him. And so there's tons of zombies biting. People are getting fucked up. Sergeant Huang's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And he, with his friends, they're fighting and stuff. Unfortunately, Huang, he kills Chul. Chul went and saved Jung. And he's like, I thought he was going to make it. But his like, brother-in-law gets shot in the back. And he's down. And so Jung is very sad. And then he pulls a John Wick scene. He takes out so many soldiers by himself. Cool-ass flips of like reload flips and fighting and stuff. This dude is awesome. He is. Dude, it was that was a really, really cool moment. I was like, holy shit, I'm here for this. Yeah. I haven't even seen John Wick, but if it's like that, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, John Wick is very much a, if you get into his bubble, arm's reach, you are going to die very quickly. Yep. And if you're out of his reach, he's probably going to shoot you in the face really fast. Those movies are awesome. We're going to watch them at some point. <laughs> yeah, really cool. So, a really cool chase scene because the bad guys realized that they got the truck and plus they killed a lot of people. So they're like, revenge. <laughs> and it's really cool. Their trucks, they actually have lights on them because the zombies are attracted to light. And so the spotlights point at the good guys while they're driving away. And the zombies are like, oh, I'm going to go to the light where it's pointing, which is really smart. But they would kind of be in trouble also. But eh, fuck it, you know, zombies only look ahead. So as they're driving back to the boat, Jung gets the really, really smart and stupid idea to drive by that stairway, stairwell full of zombies. And he tells uh, Eugen to drive by. He shoots it. The zombies spill out and they cover Huang's car with zombies and they just fuck him up. It's very, very cool looking when they all spill out. And so it looks like they are home free. All the bad guys are dead. They got the money. We're getting the fuck out of here. Psych. <laughs> the captain's still alive. And he T-bones the car. Knocks the girls out. Grandpa's fucked up. And he grabs one of the girls. And he's holding like a hostage. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here with this money. And so Grandpa gets shot. And uh, the mom gets shot, too, in the leg. Mm -hmm. And then he scoots off with the truck and drives off. And so Jung... It's like, is everybody fine? They have a, they say their goodbyes to the grandpa. And he's like, I just wanted to get you ladies out of here. I really love you. You're the best part of my life. You know, real train to Busan kind of shit, you know, make you feel bad when people pass away. And so CEO, he gets the money and he goes to the boat and the mobsters are there. And they're like, Hey, congratulations. He's like, are you the only one that survived? And he's like, yup. They're like, you're not the right guy. You're not who we sent. Yeah. But eh, fuck it. We'll do it live. And the mobsters are like, here's 
here's your present. It's like 17 shots in his body as he sits in the car. And I was like, I told Katie at the beginning, I was like, if they bring that money back to those mobsters, they're going to fucking get killed. Yeah, they're for sure dying. <laughs> because I'm like, no one gives you that much money to bring back a big load of money. Like, oh, 20 million? No. Yeah, we'll give you like 3 million bucks if you bring it back. I'm like, nah, you're going to kill me and take my share they're like nah we wouldn't do that we're not assholes we're not assholes we're just nice mobsters yeah we're, we're the good we're the good mobsters so CEO wakes up from his should be dead body and reverses the truck and actually blocks the door from closing and zombies and a horde of zombies come roll in they yeah. heard the sounds from all the machine guns going off. Yeah. Lighten him up. And the zombies run in and the dudes are not prepared for a fucking horde. And so they all get eaten. So the money is just there and the boat is there. And it's very depressing. They did a lot of work it to get that. It really is. So Jung, uh, the mom, she says, go without me. My leg's fucked up. Someone needs to distract the zombies while you guys get there because a boat uh, was it the UN? The UN, a helicopter from yeah. the UN. Uh, oh. I said a boat. Uh, the UN helicopter comes down. Safety, American safety. Go USA, I guess. Well, <laughs> I it was it was the UN. Yeah, well, not the US, the well, United Nations. Well, Jane was British. talking English, so she sounded British to me. Yeah, yeah she was British, but yeah, yay, not, Jane. It's not us. Well, go go Britain. Boop, 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 boop. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was, but okay. It's some British, like, fancy song. British Bulldogs, that was his intro. So, the helicopter comes down. Jung gets there with the girls. He did his job because the mom was like, hey, I have one thing for you. You left me to die <laughs> four years ago, and I'm a bad bitch, so I survived. But now you owe me. Get the girls to okay. safety. That is But also, the other, the other thing about that situation was she's like, yeah, you and 30 other people drove by yeah. me that day. So I don't even know. I don't even know who you are. You know, <laughs> she pulled a Thanos there. And right. then and then later she's like, you know what? You owe me. You owe those girls. They saved you. You owe those girls. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, hey, sorry for leaving you to die. It's like you weren't the only one. <laughs> but I'm capable enough. I'm I'm that don't, much of a bad you. bitch. Don't think you have weight on my life. Get the hell out of here. Right? <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. So uh, the Jung and the girls, they get to the helicopter and everyone's like, your mom did a really cool thing. She like, you know, is distracting the zombies because her truck is covered in zombies. And the mom is like, well, I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. <laughs> and the girls can see her from that distance. And Jung is sitting there and he's like, ah, this will not fucking do. And he well, actually, what triggered what triggered him is Jane, the officer who the commander was talking to on the radio. Yeah, was Jane, but Jane said that she made a sensible decision to do that, which triggered the thing in his mind, reminding him that his brother said the same thing to him, like "Stop making sensible shit, stop giving up," yep. like the fuck. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "Nah, I'll be back." Yep, hold on. Yep. So Jung goes back for the mom and he does work and they actually, he saves her. The mom wakes up from her like almost suicide and it's like, I don't want to die. And she shoots her way out and they meet up and they fight their way back to the 
to the helicopter and they get on the helicopter. It was awesome. I was like, I for sure thought one of them was going to die and I was going to be like, man, <laughs> I want a happy ending for once, especially in a zombie film. It's hard to get a happy ending because it's just depressing. But they get on the ship and they're like, hey, guys, like the new happy chapter of your life is going to start soon because you're out of here. Yeah. And it's good. I don't know how the rest of the world is, but it feels like they've blocked off the zombies. Yeah. And they're being very careful with it. So I assume it's just in Korea that it's really South fucked Korea. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Just South Korea. Well, yeah. I'm probably North is. No, because they, they, got they it have North, a, North yeah. cut it off. Yeah. Well, they've been cut off for years, well, and decades, they, and decades were, and decades. I think they dropped a line where they said, like, in a news report that w- they were about to unite or something. And yeah, it happened before happened the, unifi- and, the reunification. Yeah. Right. Oh, damn. We were just about to do that. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Close that shit up. And so that was Peninsula. It's a great film. I will say the heartstrings situations, there are some really sad moments in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the girls, they choose some very, very good kids to make you feel sad. Yeah. And they were doing some crying and There's stuff. There's only three kids in this whole movie, and all three of them knocked it out of the park. Yes, they were Four amazing. kids, I guess, because the little girl at the beginning. Uh, they know what they're doing when they pick people. Because Jung, when he popped up at first, I was like, he's a wiener. He was a wiener at the very beginning. And then he just became a hard ass. I mean, four years of going through some shit with yeah. some zombies. He like- turned into an amazing character. The mom, Eugen, she was awesome too. But hey, but four years of surviving with zombies around makes you pretty tough. So uh, the characters were probably one of the coolest parts and the way the movie looked. So uh, this movie's great. If You should give it a shot. It's amazing. And unfortunately, because these movies are widely liked, they're America's making an American version. So I know we've talked about it before. But unfortunately, we're going to have a train to somewhere in America. In Boston. Train to Boston. That's <laughs> this train's wicked scary. No, it'll be it'll be the first it'll be the first and last train ride that anybody takes on the California high speed rail once it's done. <laughs> Starring Ben Affleck. How do you like them apples? <laughs> no, it'll be like it'll be like, uh, I don't like them that? apples. <laughs> it, it, it'll be like what's that one movie with all the famous people uh where the world ends and they're oh all this, stuck is the end? this is the end this is the end it'll be like that all the famous people are on it for one big train ride on the very first one in california and all of them and all, the, all of a sudden the zombie apocalypse breaks out on the train yeah <laughs> so uh no they can't pick california it's too politically charged because yep. everyone would go like yay californians are dying like all the people in the South who just hate California because... But then they'll shut it off just like in Train to Busan. Yeah. It's, or it's Venezuela, sorry. Yeah. it. I'm trying to think if it's like a small town and they're like, hey, this train's ran for this many years. We've updated it and we're going to have this cool little ride and it happens. Usually zombie stuff, it's better when it happens in a small place and they're trying to get somewhere bigger and it's already worse there. Yeah. So I'm thinking... I, I'm trying to work out the plot. I shouldn't because they're probably listening. They're like, oh, shit, that's pretty nice. Um, the problem is we don't have a, a true railway system across the United, like, 
Oh, this in the United States, well, the version everything in, is very small. Well, this America is going to have the most legit railway system and localized. Well, eh, no, yeah. I think it has to be. It's going to have to be believable. The reason that that Train to Busan did so well and be, is because they actually have these railway systems, these bullet trains, where they're going, you know, a hundred, two hundred miles an hour between you know these cities that are hella far apart and we do not have anything like that this is gonna have to be on a regular ass train or Or a subway on a subway either in Mm. washington dc or in new york and those are the two options because yep the entire western united states does not have a like a true train system boo on subway it could be on the bart in uh san francisco in the bay area the bay area that one would be great because it branches out into so many places. It goes underwater too, so that does really actually that'd up. be a pretty sweet shit. Stop! You're gonna Jack, give me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, who are they gonna put in San Francisco? A bunch of fucking rich ass motherfuckers. Like all these zombies are CEOs of like Facebook and. Well, they were like, well, that one hoity toity dude from the first one. There's gotta be some rich people on it, so it's gotta be a yeah, spot. So if there. it's in the Bay Area, literally everyone, because no one can afford to live in the Bay Area. Yeah. So, uh, just stay tuned to that, and then we'll probably review it and be sad. So. Yeah, what? it ain't gonna be as good. Yeah, it ain't no. gonna be as good as these two. So, uh, what was everybody's favorite character in Peninsula, Katie? Uh, my favorite character was Junie. She was the teen daughter. And she was a fucking hard ass. She yep. rolled up in their SUV to save uh, June in just like, she was so fucking cool. And she fast and the furious herself through the streets of South Korea. Like, it was amazing. Like, she was so good. They were showing like her hand movements. It was like watching Initial D. <laughs> <laughs> And she was so chill and she was still at the same time as handling, you know, all these zombies and the insane technical driving skills that she was doing. She also had time to worry about her sister. She was always concerned about her sister's safety and just their, their partnership, like sold the movie for me, like their ability to work together to get out of the tough situations. But Junie was a badass, and I like that she saved him and ultimately made their own little like family unit to fight off all the zombies oh yeah she was a badass uh micah Hmm. (laughs) what was the youngest daughter's name oh i don't know what was the younger daughter's name eugen because junie was the older one and then eugen yeah yeah yeah. eugen okay Eugen was my favorite. She was incredibly resourceful. She only knew this world and she knew how to make it work. And she like, it, it was definitely one of those, like, you know how when children have these life threatening diseases and they're basically living in the hospital for the first several years of their life, they don't know any better. And so they just make the best out of it because they don't know anything else other than that. And yeah. so that was, she definitely gave off those vibes, even though the timeline didn't make sense. Because she was only supposed to be four, but she was definitely older no, than she four. Wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't four. No, she was no, the she girl was that they saw on the side of the road crying. Yeah, she was like three or four when they drove by. Oh, I yeah. thought she was pregnant with no, her at that they, time. They, I've told you this. They no, didn't that's, that 
person in here. This is the lady that dr they drove by that was holding like a three or four year old that was crying on the side of the road and he kept driving. Okay. So that's who they well, take my daughters. That daughter was uh Eugen. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I thought she was the most resourceful and just she only knew this world, so she basically had no fear other yeah. than making sure that her family was safe. And yeah. you know, and when her mom left, it was like, wait, but we can help. This is all we know. We're more talented than you're giving us credit for. Yeah. <laughs> so remote yeah, control she, cars were badass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I love I just love that she just had a thing for it. So she had like a whole wall of RC cars that she had just collected. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with both because both the daughters were my favorite characters because they're hard asses and literally <laughs> I would pay any amount of money they wanted to charge me for a ticket to see a movie with just those two girls running shit yep like 100 percent otis so i don't know if it's a korean just thing that they do but you know with sci-fi films usually women are a lot stronger in horror films there's usually like one or two women that are usually strong like the final girl but for some reason, I don't know if it's just this director or something or just Korean films, but the women in these movies are so strong and it's yeah. really cool. And they're not just, you know, like some people say, look, oh, it was Mary Sue. She does everything. She's really good. It's just they're good at what they do. Like the older girl, she can drive. And the youngest one's smart as hell and has light weapons. And the mom's just a badass. So I appreciate all the women that that's was my pick, but then I'm going to go a little more Brett branch out a little bit. Uh, the mom, man, she was amazing in this movie. And I just love people that just have to get hard because they're like, like, Oh no, no one stopped to pick us up. Fuck it. You know, we'll survive. And it's like, okay, well we got to do this, this and that. So men and actually Jung, the main characters were amazing. And you know, they Jung, really were. yeah, mm -hmm. Jung didn't really have anything to live for, and it's nice that he finally found something to fight for because he lost his family, and, and I guess he was single the whole time, so he didn't have anybody to really fight yeah. for himself. And so it was really cool because toward the end, he's like, I actually care about these people, and it's kind of like you know, his sister and his like nephew that he lost, and so. It was, it's always really cool to see people like care again, kind of like with Logan, you know, it's like, I care now, you made me care, I hate you. <laughs> and they're grumpy, but then they're like, fuck it, you know, I really like you. So uh, Jung and Min, they were amazing in this film. Okay, so Katie, who was your least favorite character? Uh, Sergeant Huang. That guy was a fucking dick and he was running a Thunderdome situation with zombies that was just a fucking mess and he was one of those guys one of those villains who like enjoys like hurting people like seeing people hurt and yeah. like and like scaring uh, people he enjoys yeah, like a that lot of, power yeah there was like i don't know a lot of bad guys in movies they're just bad because you know they want money or they want whatever but this guy was like out for blood for no goddamn reason like he's yeah. like oh we found a normal guy like 
let's feed him to the zombies. Fuck it. <laughs> I was just like, fucking why, dude? Why are you so brutal and mean? So fuck that guy. He got his comeuppance in the end. Oh yeah. Uh, Emma. Uh pretty much the entirety of unit six three one, but Captain, how did he say his name? Shill? Something Captain like Shill yeah. and the sergeant asshat. No, thank you. Like he was so condescending too when he walked into Captain CO's office and he's like, Oh, you guys are a thing. Well, have a happy time, I guess. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. My okay, favorite. so I have one and a half. Because I'm gonna go with the captain as my my main least favorite. Um he's definitely a character like I felt like they could have done an entire backstory on just that camp, like yeah. Unit 631. Like, and just call it Unit 631. Sure, let's go for it. Train to Busan presents Unit 631. And like <laughs> how they established themselves, why he was the leader versus anybody else. Like, um, it felt like they tried to bring out his psychotic nature like the first thing you it, that he introduces himself he's like rubbing his face on a on a pinup calendar and then sticking a gun in his mouth knock knock you knock. know yeah oh yeah and then the answers <laughs> with the gun in his mouth <laughs> so i felt like that was leading to something and then it, he was like you know this like oh i gotta hide from 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 my general oh i, I i'm i'm a wimp I got to hide from him and not tell him anything like his, it seemed like he was going to be like psychotic and kind of badass in a way, but then it just went away almost completely. And then it was like, all of a sudden he was psychotic again. Yeah. And it was like this, there's no continuity. And, but I did like the way that his character went out in the end. And I, I thought that was a great ending to the bad guys. Like that was excellent i thought that 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 was the best part of the whole movie was that ending right there for the bad guys i mean not for the movie but uh my second like 0.5 favorite least favorite characters is is the uh the guy that set this whole thing up with sending them back in to get the money and everything uh i i don't know what his name is i'm not gonna lie um but that guy definitely got what he deserved at the end. <laughs> but when when he pulled up with the truck and then he shot him at, at, in, in the truck, I was like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. There was no way he was going to split that money like that. No fucking way. But there's not much to say about him because he's not really there. He would have been a great villain if they'd given him more of a spotlight. But, you know, he got what he deserved in the end. So that's poetic justice i guess oh yeah <laughs> otis honestly it, it, zombie films unfortunately the zombies really aren't the worst thing there it's always the people that think they're better than others and they should survive more which Just is like, what made the last of us so great yeah it's always there's always something worse than zombies like in walking dead anything with zombies Except Left 4 Dead. That version, zombies are the worst thing in that world. <laughs> but it, usually with zombies in a film or a show or something, it's always the people 
Like there are terrible people in this world. So everybody from unit 631, they are poop people. And there's always going to be mobsters, always going to be somebody trying to position themselves as better than others or they're stronger, you know, have more influence. So honestly, if just evil humans, (laughs) that's my least favorite character. But they do get their comeuppance, but there's always somebody else, unfortunately, in a world like this where it's like there's no real order. You know, the further you get from civilization, it just laws don't mean as much the further you get out. So unfortunately, just the bad people. So I'm glad that we didn't get that many good people die in this one because Train of Busan, I was so sad when the dad, spoilers, uh, the dad actually gets his act together and he's like, I care about you. I don't, I'm tired of being a shitty aloof, dad. shitty dad. And he gets bit. And I'm like, God damn it, man. I wanted you to live. You know, and I will say that the actors in both films, whenever something devastating happens, it's like, it, it was a little bit easier in Train to Busan, but in this one in Peninsula, it was a lot harder to follow because nothing built up to it. It was just yeah. like something devastating happened. And then all of a sudden this amazing talent in their acting came out and like you watch them and it's like, holy crap, that breaks my heart just watching your reaction to it. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't lead up to it. So you didn't feel the same way about these characters. You're just watching somebody else you know be crushed about the people that they love dying and it's like okay well that's amazing like i love to see that i just wish that i cared more yeah and that's kind of the problem there was a lot of action in this movie so i think there wasn't enough time to just sit quietly and like work on their relationships and stuff to do it just like with the original it's like they had enough time to really show that he loves his kid. It's just, yeah. he's busy, quotation mark, well, a lot of time. So, well, I think you, you definitely feel connected to the grandpa, like when the commander dies and the girls are just like so fucking upset. Like you can, that's palpable. But every, everything else, there just, there wasn't enough. Like yeah. the, my favorite moment of grief in this film is when the brother in law dies and, he just like the captain just like zones out and with grief he's just like holy fuck like what am I gonna do this is the whole point I came in here like did I risk everything and the the mom has to like yell at him and bring him back in and like snap out of it we gotta fucking go and he's just like he just takes, you know, like 30 seconds or 45 seconds or whatever it is to just zone the fuck out. And I was going to say, I really appreciated that. And they gave him that moment because it was almost like reading a book. Because like in a book, you would get all those emotions happening at the same time and it wouldn't feel disjunct. Like it felt kind of weird because you're thinking of it as like, okay, in real time, he would have been shot like, you know, very easily just standing there for 30 seconds at a time, you know? Yeah. But I'm also at the same time very happy that they let him have that moment. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, that was necessary. That, you know, it was such a devastating thing. I'm glad they gave him that extra time to just be in that moment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So this movie's awesome, y'all. Please give it a shot. So let us do seven word synopsis. Uh, I have two of them. So my first one is 
Four years later, and zombies still fast. Uh, I don't understand these bodies. Katie was like, maybe they just like hibernate until things go down. And I'm like, that's really They should reasonable. still decompose, though. Yeah, they are not <laughs> eating anything. All they do is bite and they move on. They're not eating the people. They're just, I, I just, they're trying to spread the disease. So I don't know what this disease does to their body. Maybe it keeps them, they don't have to eat anymore, which makes no sense. Uh, the zombies looked good for four years of just standing. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck this like disease does each to other them. up against windows and shit. Yeah, I have no idea what this disease does to their bodies, but man, it's fucking like preserves. So good on them, zombies. And then Jung is the South Korean John Wick. Uh, if you watch John Wick, you know what the fuck I mean about that. This dude is legit. Uh, there's one scene from John Wick that always makes me laugh. Uh, everyone in that world knows how scary he is. And every, no one wants to deal with him. Yeah, so, he's the Baba Yaga. Yeah, so he's the legit boogeyman of this world. So there's a scene, he goes to this club and the bouncer looks at him and he's like, oh shit, you're here. And he's like, hey man, I like you. You should take the night off. And the bouncer's like, thank you so much. Because he knows John Wick is going to go into this bar and kill everybody. And he's going to die too. So mm -hmm. John Wick just spared his life by telling him, you should leave right now. And he's like, you are goddamn right. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Jung has moments where he is just like, I'm going to kill you if you are in my bubble. Yeah. And I'm his, not going to get touched. It was his cool. fucking accuracy with that gun, like where he was just headshotting like, 15 people at a time like bang 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 but i was like holy fuck how are you doing that yeah and i'm glad i don't know if john wick's the reason that films are doing this like hey we're gonna give you like gun training and do all this stuff so yeah. you it looks like you are doing this and not just like hey we're gonna have this guy that kind of looks like you do all the scenes like no we're gonna have you do it because it looks better it looked amazing when yeah. he was doing his doing the work so uh katie Okay, uh, you're going to notice a theme in mine. <laughs> Beyond the Thunderdome meets Fast and Furious. <laughs> That's what this movie is. Uh, and then also, Mad Max Fury Road meets Korean Zombies. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Mad Max, the franchise as a whole, with street racing and zombies. So, yeah. it's fucking yeah. great. I loved every minute of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to watch Fury Road. Oh, Micah. Zombie I Peninsula. Still going in. Cash money. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a lot. So uh, my first one is just one day. That's all it took. Because mm -hmm. in the first 10 minutes of that movie, they were like, how long did it take for them to lose control? And he was like, just one day. And I went, fuck. <laughs> uh, same. But, and then, why are the assholes always this bad? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like you can't just have an asshole with an attitude problem. It has to be an asshole with like a murder problem. Yeah. Like, Jesus. <laughs> But then along the lines of yours and Katie's, it's the Korean doomsday meets Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and then 
uh, learn that it's never an easy job. Cause that lady was like, Oh, this is super easy. Just come in get the truck and leave. I'm like, no. And then she went through a windshield. So that's fine. Um, and then my two alliteratives sucky soldiers sucked sick shots, sick skids. Hey. And then bitey boys bungled big bucks boarding boat. <laughs> all right that one was really fucking good yeah <laughs> bitey boys you, that was that was bitey the boys. point of the entire movie was getting that money on a fucking boat and boy howdy was that adventure fantastic zombie i'd go on cruise. that ride at disneyland very zombie cruise i'd get on that no, i'm not. <laughs> not here to get bit right okay this movie came out July 15th, 2020. Damn, it's not even a year old. So uh, what do you cool cats and kittens think this movie cost to make? What's the budget? Katie. $200 it is. For the budget? Yeah. Okay. $200 it is. There's like 85 bazillion fucking people in this movie. So. <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> uh, Micah. $74 it do. $74. Four dollar dues. Emma. Oh, I am grossly low. I'm gonna go with twenty-five dollar dues. Twenty-five dollar dues. And Emma, you were kind of on the right track. The budget for Train to Busan, Peninsula, sixteen dollar dues. They made this movie oh. with sixteen dollar dues, y'all. Wow. Yeah. They did a lot with that money. Yep. Fuck. Wow. I'm mad. <laughs> Not mad that I got it wrong. I'm mad that they underpaid the actors in this movie. Well, yeah, remember, if they this isn't this, American at all. I this. don't give a fuck. If this movie, this entire it's movie about to be. was 16, this movie only cost $16 million. Like the entire, a lot of this, a lot of that money went to CGI because oh, there's yeah. a ton of CGI in this film and the art director, and they deserve it. Yeah. But, because I know like three quarters of this budget went to those folks. That means that everyone else, directors, writers, producers, actors got fucking shaded yeah. in the making of this film. Like dude, main character guy should have made $16 million flat. Like that should have <laughs> been his starting salary for this fucking film. Like that dude knocked it out of the park. And yeah. every other character in this film should like their their salary should have been bigger than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking insane. That that's how low this fucking budget was. Unfortunately. So, uh, what do you guys think the box office for this film was, Katie? Was there a box office? That's the, the yep. real question. Yep. Oh, because Korea doesn't have to worry about. We're part of the world doesn't have to worry about coronavirus anymore, I guess. I like how this movie came out in South Korea was the one that they closed off, and in real life, South Korea was the one that like was like, Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we great. Um 200 million. Two hundo. Okay, staying with the two hundo. Micah. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Emma. Forty-five dollar dues. Forty-five. 
And Emma, you are on the right track. So Train to Busan, Peninsula, the box office was $42.7 dollars God damn. damn it. So not as much as the original, which was $8 dues compared to $98.5 for the box office. Uh, this movie, it did, I mean, it made its money back, but this was COVID. And so I feel that it probably would have yeah. made some more money with like America. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Well, I, think about the first one and how it was barely released. Well, in America. So I was looking up random fun facts or anything or just looking up stuff and this movie did not review well in America. Like people who had seen Train to Busan just pooped all over this movie. Like Why? People, this movie's people did not like it. I mean, and there were parts that I was kind of, it, it just seemed too big. You know, when you're on a train, it's a lot easier to shoot, you know, something like this. And I just thought it, they expanded way too hard and went like, oh, wow, that first movie was great. You know, it was kind of like, uh, uh, what, what, Otis, what's that movie that you got us onto? The, the two collector. movies? No. Um, the one where they go haunting. Oh, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. It's like the difference between Grave Encounters and Grave Encounters 2. All of a sudden they went, ooh, that did really well. Well, let's fire up the CGI. Yeah. It's, and in this and, movie, they went, oh, we're driving a car. Fire up the CGI. Yeah. And usually with sequels, that's kind of one of the big things that happens. Everything gets bigger. You know, you can't do the same idea. So it's like, well, we're on a train. What about a whole like peninsula full of zombies? Yeah, that'll do it. And probably some people with the review was like, it's not as touching as Train to Busan, which no fucking shit, man. Like that movie is good feels, bad feels all around. This one is not as going on that idea. This was a lot more action and stuff. You're not going to get that same just lightning in a bottle, just sad feels from it. Like a shitty dad trying to like keep his daughter safe. You're not going to get that again. So, and I get it. But I enjoy this film for different things. You know, I didn't go into this film thinking that I'm going to be like, you know, almost getting tearing up about it because I'm a robot. But, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get that from this because I was like, it's it's a sequel. I so, don't go into zombie films with the idea of, ooh, yeah, this is going to make me cry today. Yeah. That's so, not my first thought. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, blood and guts. Yay. Yeah. This was a right. typical zombie film. Yeah. But it had a lot of heart to it. Just not as much as the original Train to Busan. That movie had a lot to it. So yep. uh, I get it. I enjoyed this movie immensely. I thought it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought this movie was going to suck, actually. And it's way better than my thoughts. Because sometimes with sequels for zombie films, they're just not that good. Yep. But no, I enjoyed this. You know, there's some of the, you know, you know, <laughs> of the Living Dead films that aren't that good. There are a lot of them. And, yeah. you know, hey, they're making a new one. Zack Snyder's doing one with, like, Drax and a lot of other famous people. So, Ooh. yeah. So it's going to be a high-budget, beautiful zombie film coming out soonish. So we'll see if it's good. Probably not. But we'll see if it's good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to suck. 
but you know that's with zombie films you know if it's the same kind of thing you'll be mad but you know i've never seen zombies on a train and people trying to stay alive before so i was like damn that's different so uh does anybody have anything else to say about train to busan presents peninsula give it a chance it was really good fuck the haters yeah yeah you really there's something in this film that you will enjoy but i will say if you watch train to busan the original and you watch these back to back uh you're gonna be probably a little disappointed just going off of what you feel from the original i i understand that part of it but Mm -hmm. it's it's different it's a different just genre yeah original is like zombie drama and this is fucking action with zombies you know so it's different there's some sad drama in it but no it's, it's a different movie and that's the whole thing about a standalone sequel it's different so okay so if you have any other cool zombie fun facts you can tweet us at allentown pod we have an email it is allentown presents at gmail.com we have a facebook at allentown presents so uh yeah 126 movies so the reason i say this is because you can't see it but i'm talking my first book the the first one with all the fun facts and stuff that i write down is all worn and stuff it's completely full i have to make i have to grab a new book and write my fun facts in i finally filled it up so 126 movies i have fun facts about in little dumb notes like really stupid things in it so mm-hmm. uh i thought that was really cool my first book i gotta get another label a label and put alan tempers on it <laughs> but no we have 125 other episodes you can listen to of just scary movies but we have tons more episodes of everything here at allentown so if you this is your first episode it's a damn good episode to check out and if you've been here since the beginning what up guido i filled up a book man so i'm very excited we have two more episodes in zombie month and it's some good ones this one that i haven't seen two Actually, both of these are movies that I have not seen, and I'm very excited because they are a bit different types of zombie films. So one's going to be a little sillier, and then one's going to be, from what I've seen in the trailers, pretty serious and modern. So a lot of zombie films are kind of back in the day because it's easier to do stuff because when you have technology around, it just gets a little weird. But this one is super modern, like it could happen now. And I think that's really cool. And so I'm just, we'll see what they make of it. But apparently on Netflix, it's really good and people enjoy it. So I'm excited for it. But we have tons of months and stuff like that. And then one day we'll get back to October and we have tons of movies that we want to watch. Uh, yeah. And we have uh, have a little list of the next October ones. And there's some good ones on there. Uh, I think Nicolas Cage is probably going to be the guy that's in multiple movies this October. Because, yeah, there's there's another one, Mandy. Apparently, it's really good with him. He's crazy-er in it. So, uh, no, for Katie, for Micah, and Emma, we are the Spooky Movie Squad. And we will be back very soon next week with another zombie film. So, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you soon, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Toots. Now that's spooky.